Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Now, first of all, this Granite Association, and then everybody knows about Elberton and Granite. Tell us about the association. The association is just a, um, a support mechanism for the industry. We do a lot of PR work, a lot of um, safety and uh, training um, opportunities for our members. We do uh, intervention and mitigation between the members and some of the government agencies that regulate us. So we just act as a support agency for them. Senator so wanted to talk about the history of these guidestones, and we'll get into that. Uh, you'll know some about that. But what I want to know initially here is what, if anything, we know about where the investigation stands. Now, the GBI and the Elbert County Sheriff's Office determining uh, it wasn't lightning, it was an explosion. Now, I suppose, a matter of tracking down who did this. Any insight at all as to the status of the investigation now a day later? I, I do not have any of that information. All right, so dive into the history of this thing. I uh, came there, built there in the 1980s. All sorts of stories uh, circulating about that, Chris Kubas. Uh, generally this, and you can fill in blanks here. A guy shows up, approaches the authorities, the officials there in Elbert County with this idea, uh, uses what we're told is a pseudonym. I don't really to this day maybe even know who he was, all sorts of rumors. Uh, the story goes that he, he <laughs> the commissioners were, were skeptical, county manager, whoever he's dealing with. Uh, they, they quoted him some price. Sure, we can do this for X amount of dollars, thinking the price tag would be so scary he'd just go away. He didn't, and so the thing was constructed. Pick up the story from there. So some of that is correct. There was a gentleman that came to town. Uh, there are people still in Elberton that remember meeting him. Um, he said his name was uh, R.C. Christian. He had an idea to build a monument, and uh, he initially approached uh, the mayor of Elberton at the time, who also owned a granite manufacturing company called the Elberton Granite Finishing Company. Um, he uh, expressed his idea. Um, the manufacturer, uh, mayor, um, obviously it was a large monument, larger than most anything they had done up to that date. And they were skeptical. Um, the mayor sent him off to the local bank and told him that he would uh, he would have to go get funding or or have an account where they could draw from and um, really did think that the man would just go away but he didn't he he went to the bank he opened a bank account deposited the money and once the money was verified we're in the monument business they made the monument Initially on private property, as I understand it, Chris Kubis, which is now the, the property, uh, in, is it state or local or county control? Well, it, uh, the property was, uh, from what I understand, purchased from a local landowner. Um, and then ultimately after the stones were erected there, it was, I guess, put under the control of the county. Um, the county actually had control of the property. With some cattle farmer who gets perpetual grazing rights, or so the story goes. Uh, Chris Coop is, again, the Elbert Granted Association. Uh, and it becomes, over the years, uh, there's controversy, and we can touch on that, but it becomes more than anything else a tourist attraction. They're actually, and I, I gather you folks and the folks at the Chamber of Commerce can actually put dollar figures uh, on, on the number, of, the amount of money that's generated by these things that, that sadly no longer exist. It, it does. Uh, when it's first erected and unveiled in 1980, um, it was pretty locally known only. Um, word kind of got out through some 
magazine channels. Uh, and over the years, it, it kind of had a quiet footprint. Um, but then when the Internet became more widely available, uh, we really saw much more of an interest in the Guidestones start to happen. Uh, people were able to hear about them and ultimately want to come visit them. And yes, contrary to what people might say, they were a tourist destination. And I have spoken to many people personally from around the world who have told me that this was on their bucket list to see. And they came here expressly to see the Guidestones as part of their vacation to um, the United States. And we also had people from around the country that would come and even from around Georgia and surrounding states that would come to see the Guidestones. It was not uncommon to drive past there at any time of the day and see many people um, parked up at the Guidestones. I, I can only imagine what it must, and I don't delve into people's feelings much, but I can only imagine what it must feel like now uh, to look out there and see a, an empty space where that thing stood for 40-plus years. It, it's going to be an adjustment, I will tell you. Um, I, every time I drive uh, along that highway from Elberton to Hartwell, um, I always glance to the right as I'm traveling and see the Guidestones, and they're, they're not there. And it, it is going to be um, it's going to be something that I'll have to adjust to. <laughs> and I do feel sad for the loss of them as a um, as a draw to Elbert County, and also. Um, as a testament to the type of work that we are able to do in the granite industry. And and that's something that I'm sure is going to be and should be discussed in coming days as people are going to talk about this for some time. Uh, Chris Kubis, the Elbert Granite Association. Never mind what anybody thinks about what was inscribed on the monuments. We can talk about that. But, I mean, just the sheer work that's gone into it, not just in, in building the thing initially, but over the years maintaining it, uh, dealing with issues that would arise. There have been vandalism instances before. But a lot of work, just human labor went into this. And in a matter of moments, it's all gone yeah that that's really the sad part for elberton um those the stones when they were created um that was a big undertaking and it required craftsmanship that you couldn't just find anywhere you you would have had to have built those somewhere like elberton um to get those stones of that size cut and uh prepared and manufactured to the point where they could be erected um, and all the sandblasting work that went into them, uh, that was just, uh, that was utter craftsmanship, you know, and uh, that's the type of work that we do here in Elbert County. Uh, we create monuments. Um, we create monuments regardless of, you know, race, creed, gender, religion, anything. When somebody comes and wants a monument, uh, we create it. We don't, we don't ask what it's about, what it's for. We just create it. And that's what happened here. And it was, um, one of the largest monuments we had ever created. And it, it was a testament to the type of work that we do in the granite industry. And uh, I do feel sad uh, from that aspect that it's that it's gone. I understand, too, that, that like the actual Stonehenge in England, of course, this thing has been dubbed the American Stonehenge. It did, in a in its own way, align with the sun as a calendar. That had to take some some, some knowledge as well. It, it did have those features uh, built into it. And again, those were all um, arranged and designed by 
the gentleman, Mr. Christian. He had all of the plans, all of the wording. He had everything ready um, from what I'm told, and everything followed along with his specifications. Mm -hmm. So um, it did have some of those features in there, and that that did make it interesting, obviously. Um, But... um, that was all something that he planned out and did. Uh, quickly and in closing, Chris Kubas, Albert Granite Association, not it, already people talking about the future, some people talking about building back better, as it were. I, any thought at all? Is it even feasible to consider rebuilding? Well, those are conversations, obviously, that are going to have to take place between the county and the local leaders. Um, I have had uh, some of the granite manufacturers uh, expressed to me that they would be willing to donate time and resources if, if indeed they did uh, want to try to rebuild the guidestones. Um, and I, I just from the, the posts and messages I see uh, on some social media platforms, there there is uh, a number of people that are interested in rebuilding them. Um, but those those conversations will have to take place and. Um, They'll have to be determined, I guess, at a, um, at a leadership level uh, within the county and the city. All right, uh, Chris Kubas, the Elberton Granted Association. He is the president of that association. Thanks for your time this morning. Tough time, I know. Appreciate you sharing your insights with us. Best of luck moving forward. Thank you, Jim. I appreciate it.